0: Listening to Cherokee Hills Baptist Church. If you'd like more information about CHBC or ways to get involved, visit chbcok.info. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas! It's good to see you. You guys uh, do a good job opening your presents this morning, little ones and old ones. Yeah? Yeah. You did. That's awesome. Well, we come to a time of our final lighting of our Advent wreath. And if you've been with us this month, we've been celebrating this Advent season uh, through this uh, traditional uh, classic expression of that reminder that that Jesus has come to bring hope and joy, love and peace. And so we light each of these candles uh, today and then we focus our attention on the center candle. These four candles represent those four qualities, those characteristics that Jesus brings, those, those uh, hearts of love and peace, joy, and hope. And this morning, it all centers on the centerpiece of why we gather, the reason for the season, the reason why, why we have this entire experience is for the centerpiece of Jesus. Jesus is everything. and his birth, we celebrate traditionally on December 25th. And I have been so looking forward to the time together where we can celebrate a, a Sunday, a day of worship uh, on this day. And so we light this final candle as a reminder that Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus brings hope. Jesus brings uh, peace to mankind, and we focus our attention on him this morning. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Father, for just uh, the incredible ways we get to experience this season, but we draw our attention on the foundation of the universe the foundation of our hope, the foundation of our salvation is Jesus. And we thank you for you. We thank you for the birth of a Savior that we celebrate this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have a copy of God's Word, and Dave is going to help me get the podium up on the... <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we're going on the skeleton crew. I, I could carry it myself. I got you. He's got me. I got you. But uh, I was asking for Advil this morning. I'll just say that uh, I went on a Christmas Eve mountain bike ride. That was not a good decision. But uh, it's good to see you. It was really snowy out at Bluff Creek yesterday. But if you have a copy of God's Word, turn with me to Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4. And uh, I remember uh, last year in this same season, we were reminiscing, my family and I were sitting around a traditional Christmas Eve uh, brunch that we do, and my wife does an incredible job putting these these delicacies together, all this great food together, and we get the China out and we sit around and and we were reminiscing about all the great Christmas memories that we had. And what was so uh, enjoyable is to talk about all those that we remember. But one of the most memorable times is actually just last year. Last year, if you've been on the journey with me uh, as your pastor, and if you are a guest, we're thankful that you're here and thank you for joining us. But we, we've been through this renovation process, and last year we had hoped we would be in it for by Christmas, but we weren't. So we were living with some friends, and luckily we had another friend who let us like, stay at their, their house, and it was out in the woods. It was a really beautiful experience, and we'd go hiking for a Christmas tree, and we, we, we cut down our own Christmas tree in uh, federal land. Don't tell anybody. Is this being recorded? Hope not. Uh, it is. It was, it, was, it was just on the inside of federal land. But uh, we chopped this tree down. We br- it was private. My wife says private property. So I'm corrected. It was private property. But uh, the government's. But uh, <laughs> no. But we chopped this tree down. We bring it in. It was 100% Charlie Brown. 100% Charlie Brown Christmas. And at that moment, Although we didn't get to do the things that we had hoped we could do on a traditional Christmas that we think is important. We paused and even yesterday we were reminded that those, those memories of just being displaced, of not having things go the way we want, actually was some of the most joy-filled times. Because it centered our attention back on, it doesn't matter if we have a Charlie Brown tree or not, Or we have the tallest tree I think we should have that's been shipped in from Oregon and not the stuff that Oklahoma grows. But that's just my preference. It doesn't matter if we have the gifts that we think we should get on Christmas morning. What matters is the greatest gift that we get to celebrate. And that's the peace that Jesus brings. The restoration, the birth of a Savior that our pastor Caleb just read. I was uh, just a few weeks back uh, sitting down and watching the traditional uh, network Christmas special. And they were singing the normal Christmas carols and the songs that they sang. And one of them struck a really meaningful chord in my heart called, Oh, Holy Night. You guys know the song, probably. But as I was listening to this incredible artist do this rendition of Oh, Holy Night, I was left just thinking, does she really understand the depths of power that she's singing? Then I paused and said, do I understand the significance behind the lyrics that are being sung by the song, Oh Holy Night? That song was being sung across really probably the at least lower 48s, if not around the world on the network that we were watching and it's amazing, it's encouraging to know that this song and many others are being sung in this season, right? But it leaves us sometimes wondering if it's falling short in deaf ears on the potency and the power behind this Savior that we celebrate today. This rescuer. So I did a little research. I looked up the song, Oh Holy Night, and did a little background about it. And this is what I learned about the song Actually, it uh, was written in 19, 18, 1847 by a French poet named uh, Placid C- Copey or Copey, if However you pronounce your French. And uh, he, he wrote this in a celebration of the finishing of the organ. Uh, and the remodeling of the, of the church in France. Uh, and so... What was interesting about this song is once the church leaders discovered later that uh, Placid actually renounced the church, left the church for basically a socialist movement, the hymn was banned from church. No longer could you sing this song in church. But it continued to permeate the homes in in the European area, even though it was banned. So it kind of... Disappeared until the Civil War, actually. Pre-Civil War, on, on the cusp of, of our country going to war, John Dwight discovered the song and was so inspired by the lyrics. Especially in the face of oppression and slavery, he resurrected the song, and it became an incredible song of hope and deliverance. And freedom for all mankind. And we hear these lyrics, and I'll I'll go over them. And some of them are just so potent and powerful. The first is, Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appears and the soul felt his worth. Wow. First of all, I had to look up what pining is. I had to kind of... This, see what that word, it really means this, wallowing in despair. Drowning in helplessness is the lyric. Long lay the world in sin, drowning in hopelessness. Until he appears, Jesus. And then the soul felt its worth. Wow, what powerful, incredible poetry by Placid. The world, myself, you and me, are in desperate need of a rescuer. One who will bring hope, deliverance, and light. A way out of this mess that we're in. And the coming of a deliverer reveals our worth in God's sight. You have intrinsic value and love and worth you're created in the image of God and the fact that a savior appeared for all mankind as we were drowning in our sin helpless and hopeless he came into the darkness pushed back darkness and brought hope to a hopeless situation shows the soul's value that God has placed on your life. And this, you're here this morning and you're wondering if I have value, if I have worth, if I have any hope. If anyone, does anyone see me? There's a Savior that sees you. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. You ever felt weary? Oh boy. I've been off for a little bit. Now I know why I enjoy going to work. I kid. But sometimes when you're all at home with your kids and you're in the the mess of life, you can get a little weary. You can get a little displaced. You can get a little distracted. And those are the simple things. I can imagine the weariness that weighs on our heart when we deal with broken relationships. People you maybe haven't spoken to in the season remind you of that. It doesn't remind you of hope. It reminds you of hopelessness. Maybe a broken parental relationship. Maybe a child relationship as an adult. Maybe a sibling they haven't spoken to. That can bring weariness. But Jesus has brought hope that we can rejoice that when we're restored to God, vertically with our relationship with him and we're made right with him, the sole purpose is now for us to bring relationship restoration to one another. A new purpose. A new hope. A thrill of hope. That our life has meaning. Truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Jesus provides the only source of real peace. Kind of like PB&J. Anybody like PB&J? They just go together in a sandwich. Or maybe you like bananas and honey. Anybody here? None of those. Whatever two things you'd like to go together, salsa and chips. Any, anybody, is this resonating with anyone? Or whatever else that goes together that's meant to be. This love and peace go together. It's inseparable. They're like Siamese twins. I made that one up in my head. It was on the notes. That was maybe not a good one. But they're meant to be together. To experience peace is to experience authentic love. To have authentic love means you're able to walk in peace. And they're inseparable, this law of love and peace. He's truly taught us to embrace one another. And then finally, before we get to Luke chapter 4, and we'll finish in the scripture chains shall he break. Have you been set free? Have you experienced the liberation of salvation in Jesus? For the slave is our brother and his name and in his name all oppressed shall cease. All oppression shall cease. What an incredible picture. My question for you and the reason I pause these chains of oppression have been broken. And I, I pause because I have experienced that liberation of Jesus in my life. And my prayer is that you too experience that freedom we have in Christ. Chains shall he break. And the slave is now our brother. And his and in his name all oppression shall cease. It reminds me of Luke 4. Verses 16 through 21, when Jesus is heading back to his hometown where he grew up, It's traditional to head back to the synagogue when you first arrive into town, especially as a religious teacher. And he, by this time, Jesus had really built a name for himself. Not that that was his goal, but as you heal people and you see people delivered, it's going to cause a ruckus and a stir. And even in the religious circles in the synagogue, so he appears, he shows up into the synagogue as it was custom. And he opens a scroll, as I'm about to read, and he reads out of Isaiah chapter 61. And he declares this liberty and this captivity has now been set free in Christ. And this is why we sing. Luke 4, 16 says this. And he came to Nazareth, Jesus, where he had been brought up, and as it was custom. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, where he reads from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolls up the scrolls and verses 20 through 23 sits down and declares this. As everybody is staring at Jesus today, this prophecy has been fulfilled in me. Amen. Praise be to God. Jesus not only was born on the day that we celebrate today. But he also, this this birth is a foreshadowing of what's to come in the resurrection of Jesus that we celebrate on Easter. And this is why we sing, Christ the Lord, oh praise his name forever. Praise his name forever.